0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, March 10th. The City Council this week decided to explore yet another option for Walnut Lane. The downtown trailer court was purchased in 2018 by Moab City with the intention to build affordable workforce housing on site. This would involve rehousing its roughly 80 residents in the process. The project has run into snags along the way, and the council is now looking for private development partners. They are putting out an RFP for an option they're calling p cubed public-private partnership. Not everyone on the council was excited about this option for different reasons. However, they voted 4 to 1 to explore this path. One person who spoke passionately about bringing Walnut Lane to fruition was Councilmember Luke Wojciechowski. We speak to him today on the news for an update on what happened this week and his perspective. L- l- let me just start here. You know, Can you tell us how the City Council got here now, looking again at different development options for Walnut Lane? Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, the whole Walnut Lane process has been pretty ongoing process that's had a lot of twists and turns along the way and unfortunately uh, with an unforeseen pandemic hitting uh, the initial plans kind of got derailed and it's been pretty difficult to kind of get things going again. In a lot of ways the city's kind of recognizing that it might not be in the best position to play the role of developer and subsequently property manager and so Uh, It's opening up to exploring uh, different options at the moment. Um, We haven't really made a formal decision or anything like that, but part of the reason for releasing the RFP is to see uh, what kind of feedback we might actually get from uh, potentially interested developers just so we can make a better informed decision overall. uh, We got some feedback from somebody from Park City who has participated in these uh we're calling them PCU, their uh public-private partnerships. And it seems to have worked out pretty well for a lot of uh different municipalities out there that have been engaged in kind of similar endeavors. Uh so kind of hearing that that was an option, it was definitely something that we wanted to look into just to make sure that we weren't limiting ourselves um and kind of forcing ourselves into some sort of sort of rash decision.
0: Yeah, so the RFP is going out to look for development partners, potentially. Um, Is there anything else that you think we should know about this request for proposals?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm not sure if the proposed RFP, uh, the draft of it was made public, but um, it's a very thorough document. And we're looking at trying to find a partner that can put together a really comprehensive plan in terms of being able to list out potential affordability, what the phasing of the development would look like, um, if there would be any sort of plans to try to mitigate displacement as much as possible so that we're not just basically clearing house and asking everybody to vacate. Yeah. So yeah, we're really trying to see what kind of feedback we get to see if this type of approach is even something feasible from the private market's perspective. So yeah, it's not just kind of us trying to find a way to wash our hands of the situation, although I'm sure there are people in the community that might be worried about that, and there's probably some people in the community that would probably wish that we do follow that. Um, avenue but it also kind of gives us a little bit more time as we're awaiting responses to see if we can come up with any other solutions so um, I'm the city council representative for the local homeless council we actually had a meeting today and so kind of presented the four different options to everybody today that were presented last night at the city council meeting um, and has requested uh, that if anybody has any ideas or any sort of potential partnerships within the community that we might be able to kind of maybe formulate some sort of other options that haven't been identified as of yet.
0: Yeah, you know, that, that is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because during the meeting, you know, I thought you spoke um, pretty passionately about how, you know, I don't know if displeasure is the right word, um, but... I believe you used the phrase that option four was not palatable to you. And option four, of course, is a new option that was presented to the city council by staff, which is selling the property. So just kind of walking away and selling. And now I'm wondering if the homeless council sort of had that same reaction to the option of selling the property when you were there uh at- just recently? Um,
1: I didn't get any sort of immediate feedback, but when I reiterated that option four is the least palatable to me, I saw a lot of nodding heads on the Zoom call. Yeah, um, Because I think there's kind of a consensus that if we were to follow that avenue, that would very likely lead to the quickest amount of displacement. Um, today at our meeting, Uh, Rihanna had mentioned that uh, there was the displacement of nine trailers, and we still have people in our community who are homeless as a result of that. We're on the cusp of having several other trailer parks uh, redeveloped, which is going to cause even more displacement. And then Walnut Lane. I I think it makes up the members of our community that are going to be put in the toughest situation out of all the groups that are potentially facing displacement in a time where trying to find new housing for groups of people is bordering, if not actually impossible.
0: yeah.
1: Um, And so it's something that I think we have to think about outside of just the financial costs that have been associated with maintaining. Walnut Lane and the potential liabilities that are associated with it, and try to understand the ways in which making a move like that can have uh, ripple effects throughout our community. We are a very small tight knit community, and these are our community members. They are students in our schools. They are friends, family, coworkers, employees, and we have a lot of businesses that are already struggling to maintain levels of employment and. These are very fundamental parts of our workforce that our community, in a lot of ways, relies on to be able to continue to function. Like I said, the displacement of nine trailers, it still has people who are homeless, mm. and it is putting a strain on our local supportive services, like a multicultural center, um, like Moab Solutions. My only, like, parallel to this is, is when I was living in Chicago, we shut down one of the psychiatric hospitals and so it's not a one-to-one equivalent but -hmm. there was no plan uh as to how to rehouse these people and there was a surge of people who were getting admitted into the ERs there's like a surge in arrest so something that was potentially seen as a cost saving measure initially actually ended up costing the city more in a lot of ways
0: yeah you know thank you for putting that into context I'm curious if you were surprised that um it seemed like Two council members, in particular, who had been on the council for quite some time, were the ones who were most skeptical about going down this road and looking for private development partners on the project. And um, one in particular voted against. Putting out an RFP, and that council member Kaylin Jones said he wanted to sell the property. And and like I said, you know, those council members who expressed the most skepticism had been there for a long time. You know, was was that surprising to you?
1: I mean, frankly, no. And I mean, I can definitely see myself in their shoes. Uh, This is a fight that the city got into for all the right reasons, and I was 100% supportive of the city when they initially made this decision. But I also understand that, like I had mentioned earlier, this is a process that has dragged on for a while. The costs as a result have kind of exceeded initial expectations. And there isn't necessarily like the clearest path forward. And so I understand not wanting to continue to sink what ultimately are public funds. And uh, we do have a responsibility to make sure that we are managing our local residents money as efficiently as possible and in a lot of ways i i can definitely see how certain council members feel as though the council and the city hall as a whole have a bit of a black eye uh from engaging in this fight but like i said i think this is a really worthwhile fight and it's if we do have a black eye from it i think it's a black eye that we should be wearing proudly. Uh, because it is an attempt to look out for some of our most vulnerable populations.
0: Moab City Councilmember Luke Wojciechowski. The council is currently exploring a public-private partnership to build affordable workforce housing at Walnut Lane. For more on this, find the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, March 10th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.